You're listening to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. You as an American have freedom in your DNA, and we are here to help educate, empower, and encourage you to stand for your freedom. Hi, County Citizens. Today we're back with Dr. Jeffrey Steele, and he's going to tell us a story that involved masking of his daughter in school. And so he worked with CCDF in the very beginning, and so now we're going to get an update on his case. But first, Jeffrey, can you go ahead and give us a recap of what happened with poor Sophia? Sure. Thank you very much, and thank you all for having me and the support that you've uh, so graciously given to our family. Um, Yes, it's been, I can't believe, it's been about 14, 15 months now since the incident took place. And um, so let me just recap. So back in August of, well, even before that, Governor DeSantis declared a mask mandate to be unlawful with an executive order and that students were not to be masked without the sole discretion of their parents, that they were not to put a mask on unless they had written or, and or verbal consent that this was to be taking place. Our daughter, Sophia, is and was at this time a seven-year-old Down syndrome nonverbal. She has an IQ of about 42, and she is unable to express her needs or sickness or distress or anything. On August the 9th of 2021, my wife, Shirley, went to the school and because uh, a child with Down syndrome like Sophia, it's very important that when there's a change that there's uh, an introduction mm-hmm. to that because change is very difficult for her. So she took her mm-hmm. to the school on the 9th and she spoke to this uh, teacher as well on that day. And she told the teacher that Sophia is not masked because the mask issue came up and the prior year from COVID, etc. And we have to remember that the prior year, mask mandates were not required from K to year two, only year uh, kind of third grade and above. So there wasn't a mask mandate, which we didn't have to worry about anyway for Sophia because she was kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So on the 10th of August, school started, there was no mask mandate. The school board had a meeting on that day in order to, uh, with one of the uh, school board members asking for a mask mandate to be put in place. Actually, our District 3 school board member, Jennifer Jenkins, asked that a school board, a mask mandate be put in place. It lost that day, three to two. And the reason that it lost that day was because of the law, because of the Florida Department of Education and the Florida Department of Health rule that said, with the governor and the law, you cannot do this. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, jump ahead a few weeks to, I think it was August 27th or August 30th, right around there, they had another meeting about mask mandate again, at which time the chair of the board, the then chair of the board, she changed her vote to a yes, and it won three to two. And they implemented the mask mandate for the very next day at um, to start at eight o'clock in the morning. The mail, the email sent about the mask mandate to the teachers didn't leave until around 5.30 p.m. the day before to be implemented the very next morning to be required. And there was supposed to be a five-day grace period that wasn't Mm -hmm. done. Sophia um, was not to be masked due to the fact that she has um, Down syndrome, nonverbal, and contraindications, not to mention the fact that my wife specifically told the teacher um, mm-hmm. not to be doing that. 
as as a result of this, on the seventh of October, so this they started masking her on the thirtieth of August, and she we put her on the bus without a mask, um, and they never said anything to us. We assumed that obviously you put your child on the school bus, a special needs school bus, without a mask, you would check before right. you want to see if the parents. Are you, you know, do you not have a mask or is she taking it off? Sophia wouldn't keep one on anyway. Sophia, even at mm-hmm. the um, uh, deposition of one of the teachers, the t- deposition of the teachers, she stated that Sophia was physically unable to put a mask on by herself with the straps, okay, with the elastic straps of that mask. Mm-hmm. So she is unable to do that. So on the 7th of October, Sophia, my wife picked Sophia up outside um, our street here and picked her up from the school bus. She got off the school bus with a mask tied to her face with a blue nylon cord, uh, what they called a beading string. And it was tied tightly to her face. It was saturated and absolutely filthy. Um, She called me and let me know that this was taking place. I said, look, you know, I'm at work and I will deal with this when I get home and, um, is she okay, etc. And um, so I got home. And you can imagine when the cloud of something is going on, you think, what in the heck is happening? This was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so the Friday, we sent her back to school without the mask. And um, nobody has said anything again. And so I was doing a lot of legal background check. I was finding out what our rights were. You know, the stuff that and it was a three day weekend because Columbus Day was the Monday, the 11th. So mm-hmm. I f- called the police on Friday, the Indian Harbor Beach. I, I filed a report and I didn't want to go and speak to the principal unless an officer or the SRO who worked at the school was present with me on the 12th. Um, so there mm-hmm. was a from Thursday to the Tuesday was when I actually got to address them because Saturday, Sunday and Monday that nobody was in the school. So I had to wait, but which gave us time actually to find out what our legal rights were and do a lot of things like that. Get support from. Let me ask a question in in this time period. Did you ever consider that your daughter was potentially being masked for weeks on end without your knowledge? Never. I never thought this, especially not just being masked, but having one forcibly tied to her mask, tied to her face, where they d- double tied around her ponytail each day and then tied it in a bow on top. Sophia couldn't put a mask on, but they mm-hmm. claimed that she could take that mask off. Well, she can't see that it's how it's tied on there and strapped on there. And she doesn't have right. cognitive ability to reason what's going on in her head. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she, they knew this. They knew this from the very beginning. They knew her cognitive abilities. Mm-hmm. They wrote her IEP together as a team with us. And a psychologist evaluated mm-hmm. her and gave her a level of, she's under with speech therapist outside as well, of a, of a severe delay in speech and mm-hmm. um, intellectual capabilities. Severe. So it's not just a little bit. She's on the severe spectrum. She can't tell us what they're doing. And they know she couldn't tell mm-hmm. us what they were doing. They knew that. So, and she also, the teacher knew that my wife told her on the 9th of August, Sophia's not masked. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course they knew. They, they, they did know. And so 
Um, what happened after that was she came off, and then on the Tuesday the 12th, I went with Sophia. My wife was at work, and I said, look, let me go find out what's going on. So I met with the principal, with the police officer present, which I asked to happen because I did, you know, I was angry at the stage. Mm -hmm. I was um, really upset. And then, and Sophia was present. It was at that meeting that I found out that not only had they tied the mask on her face that one day, they had been doing it every day since the mask mandate. And I just thought, what has our daughter gone through? During the time of this, it's important to realize, from the time of August 30th to the time of finding out that she was having this mask tied on, Sophia was digressing badly. She was soiling herself and pooping herself at school. She's potty trained. She was, her behavior had come off the charts. And um, she threw up at school on an occasion. And we took her to the doctor that day and she wasn't sick. We didn't understand. We had numerous conversations with the teacher about Sophia's behavior at home was getting bad. We called the doctor, the pediatrician. We said, something is going on with Sophia. My wife was crying and said, I'm losing our daughter. Sophia comes home and her behavior is incredible. Then Sophia loved to go to school. But then in the mornings during this time, we reflected and said, she sit down, she's taking her shoes off and throwing them before school. The bus is waiting on her. We're late trying to, and we're getting upset with Sophia because she's making the bus wait, but she's taking her shoes off because mm -hmm. she doesn't want to go to school. But she couldn't tell us why. This is all hindsight, you know, we're looking back because we're trying to get help. Mm -hmm. We're working with the teacher. We're calling her. We're writing. They have a purple notebook that was like a diary of what's going on with Sophia. They told us Sophia's taking her shoes off at school and throwing them. Sophia's running away from the teacher. Sophia's behavior in class has become very aggressive, even with other students. And Sophia mm -hmm. is not wanting to do and to participate um, the, the way she should be. And she is not listening to commands. Um, but they never to they told us all of that. Sophia's putting her hair in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Sophia's, you know, doing all these behaviors. But they never told us that Sophia was ripping a mask off her face, which is a behavior. Mm -hmm. And so why didn't they write that down in her book? That was my thought. And so, they journaled everything but that part. They did everything and charted everything mm -hmm. except that. They never told us. My, when Sophia threw up at school and my wife went to pick Sophia up, Sophia didn't have a... Mm -hmm. On the day she threw up. So, um, and we, they were, we were asked to put a change of clothes in there. We didn't know why she was you know, pooing her pants at school because she wasn't doing it at home. She would ride three hours to her grandmother's house in the car and wouldn't have an accident. She wouldn't pee in her bed at night, mm -hmm. nothing. And it only was happening mm -hmm. at school. Now, anyone who knows anything about distress and what happens with Down syndrome children is one of the things that happens is they communicate with their bodies this way. An infant who is under great mm -hmm. distress one of the first things they will do is soil themselves. And so there was a 
police investigation, a criminal investigation that was called for, that wasn't done by me, that was done by the state. Because on the 20th of October, Mm -hmm. I did a press conference with Governor DeSantis where I told the story for the first time publicly. After Mm -hmm. that, the media frenzy went, of course, and where I went on Tucker Carlson, Fox and Friends, Mm -hmm. um, many, many different um, talk shows, uh, Dr. Alan Keyes, I was on with an hour with him, and we discussed a lot of things there as well. And I just realized that, oh my gosh, how many other children with special needs mm-hmm. was this happening with? As a result for the media purposes, and I was told also by a family friend who is an attorney, put the mask on Sophie and tie it on so that you can show how it was tied on so that you can have a recollection. Because my wife, when she got off the bus, of course, untied it and took it off. Mm-hmm. You are not. You don't go pick up your child thinking, oh, I'm going to take pictures for a legal case. So my mm-hmm. wife didn't even have a phone with her because the bus drops mm-hmm. her off Sophia right outside our door. So it, it's just, um, that that's when it began. And then um, the, what my... T- our attorneys called the hounds of hell from the internet began a huge Mm -hmm. campaign to destroy us that was the most unbelievable time and has been the most difficult time honestly in in our lives never did i imagine that a school board member of my district would create a platform on her school board Mm -hmm. website to in order to destroy our good name and that's exactly what she did so as a result, she also, in one of the 15 complaints that's been filed in federal court, which was filed on the 3rd of December, 2021, one of those complaints that we have filed against her is defamation of character. Mm-hmm. So currently, where we are now, we're, we've, been in, we've been in federal court for a year. Mm-hmm. So back a year ago when all of this was going down, the media push that you got nationally was incredible. Did that ever apply pressure to the school and to that school board member in particular in your favor at all? Um, well, what it's interesting. It did it first. Mm-hmm. And then the campaign that went was, and it went with local newspapers, um, three of them particularly, the Daily Mail, the Orlando Sentinel, and Florida Today. They wrote in a national mm-hmm. campaign. One of the headlines, for instance, that was written was that the pictures that we provided of Sophia are as real as Bigfoot. I, I read that article. Well, they're going to find out soon how real Bigfoot is. So, because when this is done, I'm going to deal with the media. As soon as I do mm-hmm. case, we're going to get our good, good names back. So I've been a patent mm-hmm. for 26 years. I've never been a fraud. I have never had any disciplinary action for me. I work in hospice now full time. Um, I've now just recently been promoted last week to a bereavement manager. Um, but um, so, and also now I'm going back into pastoral work, but I'm not doing it locally. I've got to do it somewhere else as a result of what's happened. During this time, I was being followed. I had someone banging on our door late in the night, yelling at my son through the bedroom window, telling us to open the door that they have a subpoena for court for someone who doesn't didn't even live here, wouldn't take his mask off. Um, 
I think I know who it is. Um, I was followed all the way up to 520 from Brevard all the way up to 520, the road that goes to Coco and into Orlando. Um, I was followed there. had cars here around our house, people taking pictures outside our house. Um, literally, in, they were in our front yard where I had to go out and say, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Someone at around two something in the morning, my wife woke me up scared to death. She said that someone had run across our roof. She heard someone on the roof. And so all of this as a result, because this was a political, powerful thing. And I know what, I can understand the intention of what was behind it was that they wanted to cause us to be afraid where we wouldn't keep going. Mm-hmm. But if I don't, if we don't speak for Sophia, who can't speak, who's going to? Mm-hmm. And not only for Sophia, but for every disabled child, autistic who can't defend themselves, every child with Down syndrome who can't defend themselves, every nonverbal child across this country. School boards are mm-hmm. lighting up right now in this political agenda. And what happened in Brevard mm-hmm. most recently that completely flipped our school board from three to two to four to one, leaving our district person who was on there, Ms. Jenkins, who was a part of this when this happened, all of the, and she created this platform. I mean, they were saying things on her platform. First, she said, I, she said, I staged the photos that I fraud, I fraudulently raised money um, to support our legal case um, and that I lied to the police department. She wrote to Senator Perry in Alachua County, Florida, an email that my case was dismissed due to suspicions of fraud. She then posted that email on Representative Randy Fine's social media page twice, once in her private Facebook account and once with her school board Facebook account. I have screenshots over 200 plus pages of the defamation. I never said a thing. And in my deposition, the defense's attorneys asked me, why did you never defend yourself? Why did you never respond to the articles? Why did you never respond to the social media of Ms. Jenkins? I said, because those media articles and Ms. Jenkins mean nothing to us or to our daughter. But when I have my day in court and a peer of jurors hears and sees all of this, that day they will hear, and that will mean something because that's going to mean accountability. Mm-hmm. So I will let I will have my day in court. My wife will have her day mm-hmm. in court. And most importantly, Sophia will have her day in court. Yeah. And a child who cannot speak, they're going to hear her around our mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Did Sophia continue going to school during that time period or did you pull her out? So she went to school because it was very difficult to find a school. They offered us, <laughs> insulted us by offered us a $700 scholarship and to move Sophia wherever we wanted. We had the, we, we had the, the police promised us who were at the school that Sophia would never be masked again because we had to sort out our work. Both me and my wife worked. My wife worked at a Catholic school um, and I worked course, in hospice and and bereavement um, and and chaplaincy. So I I had to stay working. I had just started a new position that I had created on 
on advocacy. I was the advocate care manager for the Brevard County. And mm-hmm. I was building that program while this was going on. And so we had to keep her there for another 10 days or so. And once we got it sorted out where we, because my wife had to quit work, she had to get the two week notice because, and we had, so she quit work. Sophia came home and Sophia was out of school for six or seven weeks and didn't go start school again until December when we found a special needs school. And when my wife walked into the school and said who Sophia was, the woman at the school said, we have followed your case. We have been trying to find out how to get a hold of you. We want to offer you a place here in our school. We don't have room, but we will offer a place for you in the school. And they hired my wife to work. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this was, I mean, this was terrible. So we, you know, financial problem. I mean, you know, so there was a lot of stuff that we had to do. And, but it took us a little time to get this going. So Sophia stayed at Ocean Breeze for a few days. Um, let's mm-hmm. just let under two weeks, I think. And then on the 25th of October, she was removed from the school. We pulled her out mm-hmm. and she's been going to the special needs school since then. And how is she doing there? She's doing okay. I mean, we still have ongoing behavioral issues, I think. We, we've had Sophia, mm-hmm. Sophia, we took her down to Miami to see a neurological psychologist to see the long-term effects of long-term masking, particularly the Tide. And because it's like, it's like, a, it's unlawful restraint, actually, of a child. Because of the mm-hmm. thing. Child abuse well, is what well, comes to that's mind. what many said. And that's what our, that's what our attorneys were saying. And, um, and battery as well. Um, it's unlawful touch because um, you had admitted mm-hmm. um, in depositions that they never tried to contact us, that they did it, Mm-mm. and that we got pictures on the phone from the teacher that she had of Sophia. The detective took them, and we have them, and it's with Sophia's mask. Interestingly, the picture was taken on October the 7th, the day we found Sophia with a saturated mask and the picture has Sophia earlier on at the school with the mask tied to her face it is so saturated that it's transparent mm. that you can see her nose her nostrils and her lips that's how wet the surgical mask is and it's still on her while she's in front of the yoga screen and you're not even supposed to have a mask on if you do anything physical inside or outside the school the mask followed mm. and there she is with it tied on. And who knows what else happened to her? We may never know. But you can imagine how mm. afraid we are. Because every day we would pray, Jesus, protect Sophia at school. because We don't mm. want anyone to touch her wrongfully because she can't tell us. But who knows? I have no idea what they mm. did, but I know they did that. And I know they broke the law in doing that. The mask mandate mm. itself, the school board was punished by the governor, by the Florida Department of Education and Florida Department of Health for doing it. So mm-hmm. um, they broke the law and do that. And they want to call for, they want to try to defend themselves with qualified immunity. Well, you don't get qualified immunity if you knowingly violate law in the United States Constitution. And they knew when they changed their vote, they said, if we do this, We've got the Florida Department of Education rule, the Florida Department of Health rule, and the Governor DeSantis' executive order, and it will be 
you know, against us if we do this. And they did it anyway. Well, then you knowingly break the law. You knowingly break the constitutional civil rights of a Down syndrome of a special needs child. And then you want to claim immunity of the law under the color of law? No, it doesn't happen. So not only am I suing the school board as a whole, each of those individuals who voted to implement and force this on our child, including the teachers, mm -hmm. they're all being sued individually and as a body. They're going to be held accountable. A lot has happened. For our viewers and for our organization, how can we support you as your case is continuing? So we, the latest action that has taken place in court is that the defense has filed for summary judgment to the judge. It's in federal court in Central District in Orlando. So what that means is they're asking the judge to rule on the 15 complaints and the evidence that's been based. The judge has denied any further um, discovery. He said, no more. You've had plenty of time. No more. We have five mm -hmm. or six expert witnesses. They never even bothered to depose. They only deposed myself, my wife, and a doctor that saw Sophia three years ago, not even her current doctor. That's all they deposed. We deposed, of course, many and we have expert witnesses. So what we're doing now is we've already responded to the uh, summary judgment with the teachers that have asked for a summary judgment. And now we, we respond tomorrow to the school board summary judgment. Then it's in the court's hands with the 15 complaints. And there are numerous things, scenarios that can happen out of that. But we're, we're willing, we're gonna take it three more months is trial date. And so we'll be in Central Florida District Court in three months if they want to go to trial. If they go, I'm happy if they go to trial because when a jury sees all of this, the punitive damages mm -hmm. are going to be great. Right. So one of the things mm -hmm. that we do, we have spent, we have gone over, we, wonderfully people responded. We raised almost $105,000 last year. Mm -hmm. We've shot through that, I can tell you. It's expensive to do what we're doing. And so mm -hmm. I would like, our goal was 200,000 because we knew how big this case is. This case is going to be nationally big and it's going to have huge implications. And it's important to say that not only did the school board, the reason this is important to come out now, the school board has changed four to one with a brand new school board as a result of this sort of behavior from the previous school board. And last week they fired the school superintendent who implemented mm -hmm. the policy. Wow. So he's been let go. And two others are resigned. Two other of the upper administration are resigning, and it's just beginning to unfold. So we've got a good now. Mm -hmm. But if they want to continue to fight it, we're happy. I have no problem going to court. So what we want to do is that we have a um, give send go, um, and we would like mm -hmm. if people wanted to give to that to support us, we would be so grateful, and um, just to join us because this is a fight for people who can't fight for themselves, and that's why we're what we're doing. We love our daughter. And if we don't do it, nobody else will. Mm -hmm. And I'll go ahead and put that link in the bio, too, so that our viewers and, and listeners can go ahead and uh, visit that website. But, Jeff, thank you so much for being here with me today and giving us an update on Sophia. Thank you. Thank you so much for your all support. And we really appreciate it. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to Liberty USA, sponsored by County Citizens Defending Freedom. Give us a like or drop a comment, follow us on social media, and share with your friends. If you liked what you heard, support our mission in empowering American citizens to defend their freedoms and liberty at the local level. 
Learn more and fund your freedom today by donating at ccdfusa.com. Remember, freedom is in your DNA.